You know, first, like Jamie said, choose somebody who's likely to transact this year. Think about who still has to transact, even with interest rates being higher than we'd like to see them. And then really focus on what is their problem and how do you solve it? This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acri. And before we bring in on our guests today, yes. plural, we have plural guests. You guys are today. in for a real treat. For a real treat. We'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already subscribed, and while you're there, drop us a review to let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on the show. This week's featured review comes from Alicia J via Apple Podcast. Uh, she says strategic implementation in her header and then rates it five stars. Entertainment at its finest. A combination, <laughs> <your dad> jokes. <laughs> a combination of purpose and passion for the sales industry is what stands out about these guys. Whether you're a seasoned sales agent or entry level, when it comes to solid example and a proven method for success, trust that this podcast by Reminder Media paves the road for success. The numbers don't lie. Thanks, Alicia. Yeah, yeah. it makes me feel good. Speaking of entertainment. Yes. We said this is going to be, before we jump <laughs> this podcast. It's going to be very entertaining. Today. Our yeah. guests today are the Girls with Grit. These three women, Jamie Tulak, Tara McCarthy, and Lauren Rocco, formed Girls with Grit Collective as a way to connect and collaborate amongst themselves and other incredible women in real estate. Through their group, they're leveling up their real estate businesses together instead of looking at one another's competition and helping others find their own personal grit. Ladies, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man, I am excited to have you guys on Stay Paid. I know we've been wanting to do this for a while. I got introduced to you because you have been users of our products here at Reminder Media. And then I was just blown away. You guys were nice and kind enough to me to let me actually present to the Girls with Grit. So I feel honored there. But it was just amazing. But what blew me away really was the community you guys have created how many agents you're helping, and then the wisdom and knowledge that you share in your content. So audience, listen up, get your pens ready, because you're going to get a lot of gold on this, or golden nuggets, as I like to say. But before we start, I'd love for you guys to just introduce real quick uh, yourselves and just how long you've been an agent, uh, where you're practicing, kind of what your team looks like, or your volume size, that type of idea. Lauren, we could start with you. Sure. Hey, so my name is Lauren Rocco. I currently live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I started my real estate career on the Panhandle and we moved to Charlotte, Panhandle, Florida, just in case there's another Panhandle somewhere. Um, moved to Charlotte in 2012. Currently, it's just me and my admin and I have a part-time marketing person, um, but that's it. I do roughly between, I don't know, 40 40 to 55 deals a year. And that averages somewhere between like 20, 25 million in my market. Yeah, so awesome. 19 years in the business. Did I say that already? Um, yeah. Oh, so. wow. I didn't realize you were 19 years in. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so you're crushing it. That's yeah. awesome. Grannies with you, grit. We already bought the no, you, I was going to say you started really young. You, it's like really young must've been getting into yeah, real estate. This is really all I know. I mean, I started as an agent and I'm still here. So Love that's it. a good thing. Right? Love it. Uh, Jamie, go ahead. Introduce yourself. Hey, Jamie Tulak. I'm here in the Raleigh, North Carolina market. Been in real estate for, oh my gosh, 13 years almost. Um, I actually moved to Raleigh right before the whole freaking COVID thing happened. So I haven't been here for very long. Um, and I started my real estate career actually in California, right out of college. I got my degree in interior design. One thing led to another. And just like Lauren, this is kind of all I know too. But 
Um, I am also a solo agent, and I don't know. I don't know if building another team's in my future or not. I at one point had a team, but I'm really liking flying solo, and the amount of time that I did spend on the team, it seems like the three of us have spent a lot more time on Girls of Grit and empowering women that way, so I get my feel in leadership through that bucket. So I love I'll keep that. it solo until... God calls me in a different direction, I guess. I love that. I'd love to pick your brain on starting in a new location after moving because we, well, get, we get that question all the time. So. so this is what's interesting, and I'm glad you brought that up. It's something that the three of us, we have that thread running through us. The three of us have all restarted in a brand new market and have been successful in a brand new market. We didn't know that when we formed this. We just kind of found that out through our friendship and partnership. But yeah, we get asked that all the time. Like, how do you do it? Yeah, so, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have to talk about that because we do a lot of like marketing webinars, like geographic farming webinars, Facebook ads, that type of stuff. And we get that question probably every webinar. It's just like, hey, I'm brand new to this area. How do I get started? I don't know anybody. And we're known as referrals, right? That's where we really got our start, sphere of influence, referral marketing. But everybody wants to know how you start in a new market with no friends, no family. So Tara, we'll go to you. Um, give us your background. Yeah. Hi, my name is Tara McCarthy. I am a Denver native, although I've tried to leave a couple of times. I keep coming back to Denver, Colorado. It's so amazing here. Uh, my husband, Cody, and I run our real estate business together. It's just the two of us. We have an admin as well. Um, but I've been selling for a little over 17 years. I st got my start in new construction. So I sold new construction for 10 years um, before I came to the dark side. Um, Cody and I, uh, we met within six Six months um i was drinking a lot of wine and it was 2008 <laughs> so imagine 2008 and wine together in real estate um and we were like we should move to scottsdale and like start a real estate business we had been dating for six months at that time um and so we moved to scottsdale we spent five years there flipping houses before we came back to colorado and now we're running a more traditional real estate business here in colorado until i met these two gals and then we decided hey we should start a second business of girls with grit so uh, Cody and I sell somewhere between 30 and 50 houses a year, roughly $30 million a year between the two of us. So um, small but mighty. That is awesome. What a time to start, to choose to start a real estate business, 2008. I guess the flipping side, I guess you could get some maybe good deals on the flipping side there. Yeah, well, I was selling new construction at that time, which oh, wow. was... Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that was terrible, right? That's <laughs> when I bought my so first new construction. I was like, you know, we're... <laughs> Well, and we thought, oh, well, you know, we watched a lot of HGTV where we're like, we'll go down to Scottsdale and we'll flip houses. And it, it, it became a much, much bigger, uh, much, much bigger business than we ever expected it to. But yep. And now I'm back. Now I'm back here in Denver. That's amazing. Well, you guys like your energy, your chemistry, everything that you stand for. I absolutely love. I think it's amazing. It's the only time I've wished I was a girl to actually get interested <laughs> into your girls with grit. But now talk to us about girls with grit. Why'd you guys start it? Uh, tell the audience what it's about. I promise you, you know, this is my full endorsement, even though I don't get lit into the group except to present occasionally. But um, if you are a female in the real estate industry, you should be a part of it, but don't take my word for it. Go, who wants to be the spokesperson for it and give kind of the overview of Girls with Grit? Lauren? Are you pointing, are you pointing to Lauren? I can't tell, Jamie. Tara. 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 Oh, Tara. Okay, okay go Tara. ahead. Yeah. So, so Girls with Grit was born out of a couple of different things, right? First of all, real estate is really tough. And even though we're with people all the time, whether it's clients or our colleagues in our, in our offices, it's also really, really lonely, right? Because you kind of go through this cycle. 
Um, you know, you're like BFFs with your clients for 30 or 60 or 90 days, and then you kind of start all over again. And then also just because of the nature of the business where we do, you know, a lot of times work weekends and we work, you know, evenings and you don't like your, your normal working friends and family don't always really understand where you're coming from. Right. And then we're already crazy because we're entrepreneurs. So it's like the perfect, it's the perfect storm. Right. And then on top of it, your colleagues are also your competition. So it, that can be difficult in a way. And there's just, um, there's just a lot of, of, uh, you know, difficulty in that. And so Lauren and Jamie and I, we looked at it and we were like, how can we, number one, create some collaboration in this space, right? We've all been around a long time. We joke that we're grannies with grit and there's plenty, plenty, plenty of business to go around. And we know that we've experienced it. And so we were like, how can we bring something new to the industry that is totally needed that is actual collaboration, not just talking about collaboration, right? Because that happens all the time. People are like, oh, I'll help you. And they give you this helicopter view of whatever it is that they're experts on, but they never give you like the, the actual cog that turns the wheel yes. because they're scared. They're scared that somebody might go out and actually do it, maybe even better than they do it. Right. Mm. And so we saw that constantly and we're like, we're going to create something that's different. We're going to create a space where you are free from that, that we actually share our ideas. We actually share what's working for us. We provide the information that we wish we had when we started our careers, right? Like simple stuff. So that was number one. And then also bringing kind of a next level of, of business sense and entrepreneurship and marketing into the real estate space, right? Um, because there's a lot of of launch programs for newbies, but there's not a lot for people that have already seen some some level of success in their business, but maybe can't afford those really high level, high ticket coaching programs That's yet, right? Point. So we wanted to fill that void. And then the third piece of it is really, um, and this is something that as a woman, if you're listening, you understand, there's kind of almost like this negative connotation amongst women running big businesses, mm -hmm. right? Because if you're a woman and you're running a big Big business, well, obviously you're neglecting your kids or you're neglecting your husband and your home life, right? Like when a man does it, it's celebrated, right? Mm -hmm. A man goes out there and they're like, oh my gosh, he's such a great leader for the community. Look at the example he's setting for his kids. This is so amazing. Da, 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 da. But then a woman does it and it's looked upon differently. And we wanted to build a space where women can go out, they can have tremendous levels of success and be celebrated for it the way that they should be and not apologizing for it. Um, and to show that you really can't everything you can be an entrepreneur you can be a great mom you can be a great wife and a great friend you can have it all if you try hard mm, i love that it's so amazing it's all about obviously perspective but it's like since i've had my daughter like those thoughts have come like i never used to have shame on me but i didn't really it wasn't top of mind right awareness girls for me, will but, do that to you uh, yeah it's, those it's little girls. but yeah since i've had my daughter it's like those type of thoughts have been on my mind of like how do you how do i make sure that she's empowered and that she is she does see that you can have it all. Like, I hate it when people say you can't have it all. You can't have it all. It's all in balance, right? Mm. But you can have it all. I'm really curious, like, when you think of, like, advice that you would give to an entrepreneur, real estate agent right now as they're entering into this shifting market, when it comes to where their focus should be, 
um, specifically in building their business, right? And think about for context, right? We're coaching two um, agents right now that are new. They're just close friends of Josh and I. So we're getting on weekly calls with them and coaching them. And we're trying to help them build out their business. I'm really curious, you guys' advice when it comes to where should they be focusing lead-wise in this market in 2023? And where would your top categories be? And maybe we can, each of you can give your, your take on that. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm letting you run. You got this one. All right. I got it. It's funny that you brought that up because we literally just had a coaching call with some of our coaching students. Cause yes, we also uh, run a coaching program separate from just our group, but we literally sat down with our students just this last week and told them, listen, Everyone that transacted with you in the last, you know, two years, forget them. They're not going to transact with you this next year. 2023 is going to be a different year. The three of us have been through multiple different markets. And the types of people that you probably need to be going after are, you know, A, B, C, D. But I think really honestly, truly, they need to pick a, a niche. Who's your client avatar? And some of the client avatars that will definitely be transacting this year are first-time home buyers, right? Because the last two years, they kind of got swept to the side because they didn't have any money or any skin in the game that they could actually play with mm. to get an offer accepted, right? So first-time home buyers, especially millennials, a lot of millennials have finally started to pay down some student debt. They're ready to get out of mom and dad's basement. So that's, that's going to be key for this next year. And then investors. Investors are always looking for an opportunity. And another big one is people that are relocating. People are always going to have to relocate for a job. They're going to have to relocate because they're PCSing with the military, things like that. And then I think another big one is really um, honing in on what area you're serving, a niche down there, and serve that clientele there. So getting Five Mile Famous and putting out content that's going to somehow reach those people and stay in front of them and be consistent with your content to reach those specific niches is going to be key to help you build a business. Even if you're brand new, even if last year you only had five deals and you're ready to get serious this year, that's kind of the steps that we're telling people to take is niche down, pick an avatar and go all in on, on your content and touch people that you haven't really talked to or been in front of the last two years. Cause those people, they're not buying it. They got locked in super low interest rates unless they have to move for a relocation or they have to move for a divorce or something. It's like a great point. So get five yeah. mile famous. I love that. Yeah. The, so we, once, love, we love to call it that. <laughs> once you, um, like once you identify your avatar, right, let's just say millennial first time home buyers, how are you coaching people to reach that group? Like, are you, is that more like a social media strategy, a content strategy, or are you using data to, to find those, those first time home buyers? Well, all of the above. Tara, yeah, all of the above. <laughs> Tara's the data nerd. She loves to talk about data, data, data. I know. Oh, I am. I am. Well, so this is the thing, right? And a lot of it is messaging too. Messaging is so important because um, I think that as agents, we oftentimes we fall into the trap of, well, we don't want to exclude that person, right? Like we don't want to say we specialize in first time home buyers because what if my neighbor who's a move up buyer hears that they're going to think I don't work with them, right? And so we operate out of this fear for that. And a yeah. lot of it is just like, let's just getting your messaging correct when you're getting in front of your avatar, right? 
really stop talking about yourself and how great you are and talking about how you can solve that person's problem, right? So as an example, first-time home buyers, right? You brought it up. So, um, you know, my messaging to first-time home buyers right now is going to hit the fear in the face right now, right? It's going to say, you've been thinking about buying a home for two years. And finally, when you thought you could buy a home, now you're faced with these crazy interest rates is now a bad time to buy a house, right? Like speak to what they're feeling and, and what their fears are and help them understand, right? Like this is the thing, like we are coming out of a post COVID market. And that's one of the things that we talk about too, is your words matter, right? Mm -hmm. So stop saying it's a shifting market, right? Like we get it and the industry, we understand what it means. But when you say shift, people think a different, right? So, (laughs) um, So we talk about it like we're coming out of the post-COVID market, right? We're in a normalizing market. We're in a similar market to what we saw in 2019. And everybody in 2019 thought the market was just great then. It's just because we saw all this craziness this last couple of years. So um, when you're when you're deciding what your avatar is, you know, first, like Jamie said, choose somebody who's likely to transact this year. Think about who still has to transact, even with interest rates being higher than we'd like to see them. And then really focus on what is their problem and how do you solve it? Because once you can identify what their problem is and how you specifically have a plan or a process to solve it, you've got them. You've got them. It's just about that. And then and then creating the messaging surrounding that. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. What'd you say? Normal, normalizing? Normalizing market. No, yeah, I love that. Normalizing market. I yeah. mean, that's what it is, right? Well, it also like, makes you feel like, okay, yeah. this is normal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's this a is, lot less scary. Yeah. It's more inviting. I love that. So can you talk a little bit about like what you guys see? I know there's no magic number of touch points to get people to know you like you and trust you, but can you speak a little bit to each of your kind of plan and how you get in front of your database, how you get in front of your community, how you become this five mile famous. Like if you could share with us how many touch points you're, Oh, I love Jamie. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to set it up, but Oh, oh there we go. Go. Tara, can we get the trifecta? Yeah, you guys got, if you're listening to the audio of this and you're wondering what's going on in the studio, they just held up their magazines, but I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Yeah. But um, can you speak Yeah, a little bit about that? Like if you can explain, Hey, this is my database and this is what I'm doing to try to keep in touch with them from a, from a drip standpoint, touch point standpoint. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I've always just kind of operated my business. So I, mean, I haven't really shifted that over the years, right? I try to come from a place of value and really just be that resource for people in the community. So when I'm not doing specific, like sending reminder media magazines or, you know, a specific email or a text campaign or something like that, I'm really just trying to be a resource And when I see, let's say you see some random person online, hey, like I'm looking to paint my house or whatever, you know, send them something of value, right? Here's like our top 10 neutral paint colors that we're seeing in 2023. It doesn't always have to be, who do you know wanting to buy, sell, invest in real estate? Like nobody wants to be sold to. Mm. And those are the same scripts that we've all been taught from like 1993 and nobody Mm. has shifted them. Like they're, who do you know that wants to buy, sell and invest? That is so cheesy. Nobody wants that. So I'm I'm just always, I mean, it's true. Nobody wants that. They want to buy with a friend. So if you can just show up and be professional, but also care, right? Don't always be thinking about like the next sale, really like care about where that person is in their life season. 
I've seen business come tenfold when I just operate like that. There's like you said, there is no magic sauce. I don't look at a person like I've got to hit this person 10 times. It's really just how can I show up and be of value to this person? And maybe I make a note somewhere, right? So I don't let them fall through the cracks because Mm. that. That is a real thing too, right? We have so many conversations that are like up here that sometimes we do miss the mark and it's not intentional. We didn't mean to let that person fall through the crack, but they just do. So I think kind of combining some systems with a genuine like need and want to care about the consumer, um, that's where the magic is for sure. Gary V said, uh, greatest marketing uh, strategy of all time, care about people. Mm. It's like, what's the ROI of having a cup of coffee with somebody? Like you can't track necessarily the ROI of going to a cup of coffee with somebody, but we all know it's powerful. What CRM do you guys use? Do you use different ones? You all use the same one. What CRM do you use to keep track of your combos and contacts? I use Core. Yeah, but not. Go ahead, Lauren. You say yours. How, what's your I name? use KV Core KV and I Core? use about 20% of its capabilities. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> and then Jamie, you said what? So it's kind of funny. Don't, don't shoot the messenger. Um, I'm a huge proponent of making sure you have a separate email list. So if anyone's listening to this and you're just dumping everyone into your CRM, maybe consider doing it. Like I do it, have a separate email list, which I use Flowdesk for my email list. That's okay. for like, absolutely everyone. And then in my actual CRM, I have viable people that will potentially buy or sell within the next 12 months. And then my past clients. And I I kind of use a combination, um, but mostly I've been diving deeper on follow-up boss. Follow-up boss. Okay. And then Tara, what about you? Uh, so we have we have like KB Core that we yep. have our main, like our big, big, big database in. Um, like Lauren, we don't use nearly as much of it as we should, but le- like legit, I like everybody knows I run my business off of a Google Sheet. Like I, I am it. not joking you. So all good. of my VIPs, <laughs> all of my top people are in a Google Sheet. And, you know, it's so funny. Like I love to hear us answer this question when we do because it just goes to show you that like you can be the top half percent and you don't have to have a fancy CRM system. You can run it off an Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) That's what Glinda Baker, so Glinda Baker came on and everybody knows her as the TikTok queen now, video queen, but she came on and I literally asked her. I got 700 people in my database. Like, oh, what's your What do you use? And she goes, Excel. Excel. And I was like, wait, are you serious? She's like, yeah, Excel. And it's so, I think your point is a home run. That is the golden nugget. It doesn't matter. It's the best systems one you use, but most importantly, it's tying to what you said, Lauren, which is how do you just keep track of these combos to um, stay tuned so you can care on the little details? And like what Glenda Baker said, mentioning her, that really stuck out to me was one of the things she does is she'll be driving in a neighborhood, showing a new client a home, and she'll remember one of her clients that she sold a home to in that neighborhood, and she'll text, she'll take that opportunity, she'll drive past her house, snap a picture of the door, or, you know, snap a picture of the garden or something. She says, hey, was in your neighborhood today, showing people around and checking in on them. And it's in those little combos that make all the difference. It's the question on every real estate agent's mind. How do I get leads? Lead magnets entice prospects to give you their contact information in exchange for something they find compelling. Discover the best practices and strategies for creating a lead magnet with our free ebook, Lead Generation for Real Estate Agents. Successful internet marketers routinely use lead magnets to grow their email lists, and with this resource, now you can too. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation and download this free resource today. That's ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation. 
take action on this today. So I'm really mm-hmm. curious, like for you guys, do you do any type of lead um, generation from like Facebook ads, uh, realtor.com, Zillow? Do you guys um, play in that world at all? The three of us are very similar. We don't we don't buy leads. Like we don't we don't. Spend Why our is money that? So Zillow. so kind of explain to the audience your philosophy. Why don't you go down the road of buying leads? I think this would be a good combo. Well, it goes back to what I said earlier about being five mile famous. Okay. Right? You want to stay in front of the people. You want them to know you, like you, trust you. And in, for me, and I know I'm kind of speaking for the three of us because we have a similar philosophy. I want to transact with people that are probably close to where I live because they maybe have a similar lifestyle. They're into similar things. They eat at similar restaurants. They do similar things that I do. And so I live in a private country club community and uh, it's a golf course community. And a lot of them have young families like me and they have similar interests. And so they care about the same things I care about. And so for me, I want to be famous for those people. I want to be the end all be all for those people. So I like to do community events in my neighborhood where, I mean, we talk about this all the time. If you get into our community and Girls with Grit, these are some of the uh, things that we teach our women to do. And it's just being five mile famous, staying in front of them, not being salesy. In fact, um, different things that we like to talk about is having a free light show and having people enter to win the light, you know, holiday light competition or doing a family fun run in your neighborhood, having a, Easter brunch, like different things throughout the year to stay in front of those same people, you know? So it's not about just throwing money, hoping that you get some leads and doing mass volume through, you know, Zillow or something like that. But it's touching those same people in your own farm neighborhood, in your same area, becoming five mile famous and doing things for those people that have the same similar interests and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Tara. Oh, I was just going to say, no. And I mean, I'm the same. So like, I always say, like, I, I built my business off client events. And again, like going back to the data nerd part of me, right? Like, like internet leads have changed a lot. Back in the day when internet leads became a thing, somebody signed up on one website and they waited for somebody to call them back. Right. So that lead was being sold once those leads. Now that same person is signing up in 15 different places. They're being sold 15 different times. They're getting calls from 15 different people and you're being charged 15 times as much basically as we were, you know, five or 10 years ago. And so, I mean, I know a lot of people build great businesses off of internet leads, but I also, I'm just going to say it like it is the average realtor is not built to convert internet business because Mm. they do not like rejection. They don't want to follow up five times. They don't want to follow up 10 times. And that's what it takes to convert an internet lead into an actual client. They, if they don't hear back the first or second time, they're like, Oh, that was a terrible lead. Well, no, it's not a terrible lead. It's just the nature of that lead is that you have to continue to provide value to them so many times until they decide to convert back to you. Right? So like, I'm like, I don't want to play that game. I don't want to talk to people that don't want to talk to me. So through client events, instead, I love to bring all of my different um, sources of business together. So I'm a big farmer. I'm a big farmer. Um, So I work, my neighborhood is about 1200 homes. I work it very heavily, but when I throw like a big neighborhood event, like a winter fest or, you know, an extravaganza, something like that, I also invite my past 
clients. I invite my friends and family, and then I invite my past clients to also invite their friends and family, right? Because there's something beautiful that happens when your prospective clients get in the same room as your past clients, because then you're not the one saying how great you are. Every it feels like everybody's like, oh, Tara and Cody sold me a house. Oh, Tara and Cody sold my house. Tara and Cody helped me with an investment property. Oh my gosh, Tara and Cody are amazing, right? So when you get all That's of those gold. people together, it's like it's testimonial marketing, and 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 it's paid for by people that I partner with, right? So that's, my vendors. That, and- yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I was literally on a call with my brother today. He wants to do one uh, uh, client of in a quarter, but he was trying mm-hmm. to talk to me like how much he should budget for it because he does a big holiday <laughs> type party. And so, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like, the, how do you pay for it? Like, how um, do you go about that? I have something to say about that. Tell your brother he needs our momentum membership <laughs> okay <laughs> wait can he get in can anybody get he into get momentum? momentum he can have momentum okay beautiful yes. so we will link we i mean i could tell him to change his name to stephanie but yeah we, right, will, we right. will tell him get that but yeah that's was his question it's like he spends i know he spends a good amount on his holiday party which is literally i could think next weekend um and then he wanted to do a quarterly event but he was struggling to go man i, I want to make sure it's still fun but I, you know, don't break the bank doing it, but you're not even paying for yours. Can you go about, tell us how you go about doing that? Lauren is um, awesome at that, at her vendor partnerships. Yeah. And I won't say that I never come out of pocket anything because I usually do. Cause I'm the type like last minute, I'm like, we don't have enough food. We're going to buy a whole bunch more food. Like I plan, but then but then at the last minute, I kind of like take it up a notch always. So that's on my dime. Um, but I do, I have a, lend- a great lender that I work with, home warranty company, insurance agent, and they're always willing to help. And of course, I co-brand that stuff with them. Just yep. like I do on the Reminder Media Magazine, I have that co-branded with my lender and that works out beautiful. So they're, they're there, I you know, it's not like they're going to give a toast or a sales pitch or anything <laughs> weird like that, but it's like, Hey, this is my lender. You know, she's awesome. She's who I refer a lot of business to. And the cool thing about that is a lot of the clients that are there were clients of hers as well, okay. because we've tag teamed on a lot of stuff. So it works really good and it takes the pressure off of, and she can invite whoever she wants to. So it's more the merrier type thing. Same as Tara okay. on that. I just, I try not to do like, past clients for like, I'm having a cookie swap here. I know this is airing in January, but a holiday like cookie swap. And I'm literally inviting my past clients to my neighborhood cookie swap. I don't care. Yeah. It's like more the merrier, you know, that's awesome. So let's then talk about, like we mentioned this a little earlier, you guys have all restarted your business in a new area. So you're thinking, you know, in a new area, how do I get to the point where the neighbors wouldn't even think I'm cuckoo or weird to go come to my cookie swap. It's like, you just moved here. Like, yeah, I don't know. You're like, how do you get started? How do you build those relationships? Like, I love that you guys' facial expressions. You're like, do it anyways. <laughs> but <laughs> can you give us uh, your thought of like, like Jamie, I know you said Raleigh, I think is where you, you moved to and restarted. Like, how did you get running and get your business kickstarted again there? No fear. Like do it anyways. Like you literally joked about it just now, but literally that's, that's it. You have no fear. You do it anyways get out of your own way, start building relationships, do all the things that we're saying to do, and you will find business. You have to become five mile famous. I I mean, I feel like that's the fifth time I've probably said it on this already, but just do it anyways. Everything that we're talking about, when you relocate, like get out of your own head and stop 
living in fear of, oh, that person's going to reject me or, oh, they don't even know who I am. Why would they come? When I relocated, I started doing neighborhood events and things right away. Really? And now, yeah, right away. Right that away. Is amazing. I did something that summer. <laughs> yep. I did something this summer that I moved. Then I did something that fall. And now it's like the fourth annual coming up this next year, fourth annual Monster Mash Dash Fun Run. The neighbors, they look forward to it every year. The kids come. They come in their costumes during Halloween. They have a great time. And it's interesting because you know what happens is they'll see me out at the club or on the course or walking around in the neighborhood with my kids. And they're like, oh, I think I know you. You're that lady, that that realtor lady that does all those fun <laughs> things, aren't you? I don't care if they don't remember my name. They definitely know my face and they know that I'm the one that's running this show. So that's, great. that's all that matters. Do, do you door knock to invite people to your thing? How do you guys go about like meeting the neighbors? Is it like, how does that happen? You just got to get out there. Like, listen, there were many times when I first moved into my neighborhood that I did not feel like going and sitting at the community pool because I was like, I don't want to do that. But I would drive by and see 30 people at the pool. Guess who's going down to the pool? Yeah, that's so (laughs) good. (laughs) That's so good. And we hear all the time, we hear all the time girls say, well, I don't have a sphere. Well, create a sphere. Mm. Like you literally have to create a sphere. You can start, you can insert yourself into like a book club or a mom's club or be the one to host the book club. Or when my kids were babies, I went to the splash pad every day, every day. And they were probably so sick of it. But you know what? I met so many moms at the splash pad. I didn't have a sphere when I first moved here. I met some of my closest friends that have now done three, four, five transactions in the past 10 years from just getting out of my own head, putting myself in a position where I could form relationships. That's the biggest thing. And stop thinking about it like, I've like, it's so real estate. It's not, it's just the person who has the most conversations and the most relationships is going to win in this business. Mm -hmm. No, I love that, man. I could do this all day and we could pick your brains with so many different things. We'll definitely have to do this again. Uh, before we close out though, uh, thank you so much for coming on. How can people find out about girls with grit and how can they connect with each one of you? If you, if you want to go say about your event too, cause this is coming out in January and I know you guys have events. So tell about that a little bit. So in April in Dallas, we're hosting our annual conference. It's called Rhinestone Cowgirl. We like to say if Carrie Underwood was a real estate conference, it would be Rhinestone Cowgirl, (laughs) right? So this is, we have some really amazing, they're still secret right now, speakers lined up for that. Um, So what we like to do is we like to bring it hard with the content, right? Stuff that's implementable and tactical. We don't like this like, oh, la-di-da, like overarching like feel good stuff. We're like, okay, how can, how can we impact your business? And then at the end of a long day of that, we love to throw an amazing party. So if you're interested in kind of seeing what our conference last year was like, you can go to girls with grit live 2023.com. That's where you can grab your ticket for Dallas. And then you'll also see some videos from last year, which is really fun. Um, and then otherwise find us in the Facebook group, right? Our Facebook group is where we are most active. Um, it's called girls with grit collective, go to the group, not the page, right? The group is where you need to be. That's where it's at. That's where all the collaboration, the free coaching, all the tools that we offer, um, are is inside the, inside the Facebook group. Yeah. You guys definitely, Definitely want to do that. Um, it is definitely a hoot. When I got in there, I was just a like, hoot? oh, this is wild. Isn't that how people, what people yeah, say these days? It's yeah. a hoot. 
or what they say in the, you know, the granny. That's what they say at the rhinestone. Hoot nanny. It's a hoot. Now, absolutely amazing. Yes, thank you so much for being here again. We're going to include all those links that they mentioned in our show notes as well over at staypaidpodcast.com. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, we'd love it if you drop us a review over at Apple Podcast. And the best way to show your support is just to share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on social media. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. Can't thank you guys enough for coming on. It you know took way too long. We got to have you back sooner. There's just so much more I want to talk to you about. I would encourage the whole audience, go and join if you can. Get in with the Girls with Grit. You're going to really love what you see in there. But here's my action item for you. I think it was said five times on this. You got to become five mile famous, right? You got to get out there in your community and get people to know, like, and trust you. And once you understand that life is about relationships and that's what drives everything, that's really when you'll be successful. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers drive past a pool, see 30 people sitting there and go, you know what? I don't feel like going to the pool today, but I'm going there anyways. They take action, take action on that today. 